0: Hi, I'm here with Ajit, and Ajit is the founder of Predictus Biosciences, and really excited to have this conversation today with Ajit because they're doing something very significant in the uh, medical field in regards to cancer and how cancer is approached and treated. And, uh, you know, I have to say, Ajit, that you have a very impressive background, uh, ranging from the Dan Farber Cancer Institute to... uh, working at Harvard Medical School, correct? And then I believe currently you your uh, assistant professor and work at Boston uh, University Medical Center. So some highly wonderful accolades right there with your background and what you've done. So tell us a little bit what led you into pursuing the medical field and a uh, little bit about that background.
1: So uh, thank you very much, Jerry. It's a great uh, pleasure and honor to be with you to discuss some of the work that we have done in the past, and that has manifested itself into a situation where we can bring it to the clinic to help the patients. And now it looks real. When we started some 20 years ago, uh, we started with a basic biology, understanding of basic biology, but we slowly followed the data we never worked on the hypothesis we worked on the data slowly we built the story brick by brick and that is what we believe can reach to the uh, to the clinic so uh, I was very lucky uh, to get trained at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in 90s um, early 90s and late 90s up to late 90s it's a very exciting time of cancer research the late 90s where where We first got a targeted drug and we learned how to translate the power of molecular biology understanding into the clinic. So that came right on the face of the scientists that we can do it, we can change it. So that was a big turning point. And now we have hundreds of new drugs and and a lot of things are going on in the field. from Dana-Farber, I moved to BU, a Boston University Medical School, where I started the lab. And, and we did the basic biology there. And more recently, I have now set up the companies very separately from BU. It is a BU spin-off company. And what we are trying to do is uh, we have already done the basic biology. We have done most of the translational component of it. And we have also validated our science or we sometimes call it our biomarker into patient population. So what we are saying is we have completely de this product. The technology is very robust. This is used extensively across the globe called immunohistochemistry is a test. The test will tell whether a particular class of drug will work in a particular patient or not. And this class of drug is used extensively right now as we speak. It is an old drug. The most exciting part is this drug is now used in a new class of drug as a payload. It's a very exciting area in cancer research right now where a new class of drug is being. So my I started with a drug which was already in the clinic, but now suddenly I'm in a position where I can see that in future this drug will be even more critically useful and important and my biomarker will have a cementing effect on this across the spectrum of the old drug and the new drug. So what we have done is we took ask a simple question that how the target of this drug is regulated in cell. What it does when we treat the patient or the cells with this drug, what happens to this target? So we looked into the target, how it is behaving in the response to the drug. We realized that we are... uh, finding out something that can be brought into the clinic. you know So it took almost four, five years to understand that that what this drug is doing into the cell, people all other people had also, were also trying. one approach, second approach, third approach. mine approach were somewhere, second approach or third approach, you can put it anywhere. But the approaches were different and I got lucky that my approach went all the way to a product line, their approach, which they started to understand, or some of them took a shortcut to generate large-scale data and say quickly ask the question that what will happen uh, if we do this, this, this study? What we did is we started slow and asked that okay, we will take from the scratch and build slowly. And ultimately, it turned out that we were lucky and we were patient enough to. Uh, to build this in a way that now it looks real. Uh, Some of our other competitors basically fell short. uh, Some of their uh, product not reach and they are uh, not in a position to bring it to the clinic. And I know the field for a long time. And so I I know where we stand. So why I am here? So one of the question that is asked is why I am here to start up a I The company started 10 years ago. Uh, and BU has invested in this one. Uh, other uh, angel investor, uh, investors have done. We have not gone to the route of the big investor group. Uh, my burn rate was low, um, uh, and because a lot of work was done at my lab, so uh, we have slowly built it on and moved the product. But we are falling short to go to the uh, to the clinic, so to say. We are also right now talking to diagnostic companies because they are the one who will buy and run basically the sale and this and that. Uh, But uh, right now we are reaching out to them. So the reason we are here is we are literally looking for a stop cap funding, you know, some funding to take us from here to an exit. Or if I get more funding, perhaps I can do some more work in scientific work. To not to not to prove my point, but to um, extend the horizon of this test. So far, we have tested in colorectal cancer and gastric cancer. We are in the middle of testing in pancreatic cancer because all these cla- all these tumor types, all these cancers, are treated with this class of drug. So um, this is this is the basic region that we are looking for some funding to bring this. To a situation where a diagnostic company comes in, we are also trying to reach to some pharma partners, and that I can tell you a little later on. Uh, so they this I consider as a bridge fund so that I can bring this to the to the exit, basically. Sure, sure. Ajit, it's it's obvious you're, you're very passionate about this. And just
0: real quickly, how did this start? Did you wake up one day back in high school or college and just say, I want to go into medicine and help cure or treat cancer? I mean just quick quickly how did you make that step and that decision to go into this field
1: initially yeah so this one was uh, when i did my uh, masters in india back home in india i was trying to understand myself that which direction i want to go but uh, in india everything is based on the written test you know right from college admission uh, to a fellowship so i uh, i i was i was i was kind of looking for my um, Uh, future um, plans and what I want to really do what I and I uh, did some uh, try here and there but uh, one of the tests that I gave was a fellowship for doing PhD you know and that was a national level test and I was I was uh, I did qualify to get the scholarship, basically or fellowship, what they used to call it, junior research fellowship. And junior, when I got the junior research fellowship, I said, "Yeah, that's it. I'm just going to do my research," and ended up doing most of my work in a very good institute in New Delhi called All India Institute of Medical Sciences. I was not a graduate student from there, but I did most of my work there. And from there, uh, I met some. One of my senior had been to Dana Farber. So when he came to visit us, uh, I he looked into he talked to my boss there, and he realized that I might be a good candidate to come to Dana Farber uh, in the same group of lab. It, it was a big lab in Dana Farber, uh, like 40 people working. It was a very high pressure and um, uh, like um, high pressure lab where people used to work 14 hours, six days, something like that, you know. So, and that, that really motivated me, like, and as I mentioned that nineties were the fen- phenomenal time, basically, you know, so that really gave me the steroid that I was really looking for. <laughs> and that is still driving me. <laughs> great. Well, that that's fantastic. And that's
0: great to see, you know, uh, obviously being you're in the medical science field and there's a lot of technology, medical data, medical sciences behind this for the normal lay person, you know, a lot can get lost in the translation, terminology and all of that. So if you could maybe share with us just a quick elevator talk, as far as, you know, here's, here's what the problem is. Here's how we're solving it. Uh, here's who our team is. Here's how we're taking it to mark. Just, kind of if you if you could put that all in a simple nutshell maybe in a minute or so you know just kind of uh, so people can get a real clear understanding especially investors of what you're what you're doing in a quick synopsis and then we'll dive into that a little more yes so
1: as i mentioned there are right now there are targeted drug there are chemo drug there is radiation there is immunotherapy now and on top of that there is a new drug class of drug com- com- Coming, that is called antibody-drug conjugate. So there are a wide spectrum of drug available to the patient. So we imagine that we can cure them all, but that's not the case. The problem in the problem tumor types, for instance, pancreatic tumor, the patient average progression-free survival is like six months. So, there are many difficult cancers, including colorectal cancer, which is big cancer. Some of the breast prostate cancer patient. So the problem now we have realized is this that we have a targeted drug, we have chemo, we have immuno, but we do not know how to identify a patient whether he will respond, he or she will respond to therapy or not. So that was called precision medicine. And during Obama era, there was a big push and funding were given to develop new tools, techniques, new reagents, and things like that to to cover more and more patient population for precision medicine. That, okay, I'm giving this drug to the patient, and he will respond. The oncologist will know. But unfortunately, it didn't pan out to be like that. Only 20% patient, as we speak today, are being covered with precision medicine. And the large database generation didn't help large data, genome sequencing, and all those things. We are doing that for 15 years. So there is an urgent need of tools that can identify the patient who will respond to the drug. So my small niche and my small contribution is I took one class of drug and said that, okay, if you do this test, which is a simple immunohistochemistry, 150 bucks test, patient will know whether he will respond or not because he will take three months to know that. Um, And if with this test, he will know upfront. And this class of drug is used extensively, so it has a lot of clinical implications. And there is a new class of drug coming up, ADCs, where this drug is being used. So we are talking to pharma uh, that can we use this one in our clinical trial. So what we want to do from here now is get some funding, keep the, we are trying to broaden our um, patent base also, and then... Uh, look for the exit. The way we look our exit is go to the di- diagnostics company. We are talking already, and ask them to be other partner, or or license it out, or merge it, a merge merger m kind of situation. You know, and so far we have got decent. Um, but till the time I am not the paper, the exit is not there. It is not there. So we are working on that, and uh, I hope this is this funding will cover me for one year. And within one year, we will have either s- more funding or exit. Okay. And, uh, you know, usually when, when you know, m-
0: medicine, the FDA is involved in typical, uh, where are you at within that process? Because sometimes that's a longer process for approval and all that. Where are you within that process? So
1: this is a very good question, Jerry. And uh, I'm really impressed that you brought it up. It was not there in my mind. So there are two types of, Uh, immunohistochemistry test or the laboratory, these kind of tests, the one is laboratory developed test. For that, FDA is not required. Any diagnostic company which will pick up my license or take my uh, technology, um, they will run with it. But if they want to develop it as um, as a FDA approved drug, I can work with them or I can, if I have resources, I will start the process of FDA. The bar for F- F- FDA approval, the bar for FDA approval of biomarker is very, very low, because it does not interfere with the patient's, uh, um, patient's uh, uh, health. Basically, you know, it either helps them or not help them. Basically, you know. So once it is FDA approved, then that is a little bit more respectful, but laboratory developed tests, 90% of tests are laboratory developed tests right now.
0: That, that's, that's good to know and helpful to know. So let's talk being we're in that kind of area. Let's talk about your traction. I mean, what you have going on right now uh, with partner companies and where you're at traction-wise.
1: Well, one big, uh, big diagnostic company, and at this stage I cannot name them, uh, we have been working with them for the last two years. They wanted more human data, human patient data. And so we have provided them like, like two months ago, you know. So one of the things that has happened is during the COVID crisis, no diagnostic company wanted to talk to us because the, their focus was only COVID, COVID sure. and COVID, you know. So we just, just lost some time there. Uh, but now they have uh, they have came, came back and we are working with them and see how it goes. There are new some new initiatives that we have started and early stage discussion is on.
0: And, uh, you know, of course, as opposed to a typical startup, uh, you know, model, uh, you know, go-to-market strategy is a little bit different because your go-to-market strategy is working directly with the pharma industry, correct? You're not really going to individual, you know, consumers. You're working directly with that. So so you have... Uh, you, you know, this kind of probably brings me something to your team. I mean, obviously you have incredible credentials, but you have a team that's probably working on that. And just talk a couple of minutes, uh, you know, a minute or two about your
1: team that you have.
0: So, you know, when
1: we realized that in around 2011, uh, we got Boston University Technology Development involved in that. And they, they got a, a founder CEO for us who is not working with me right now, but he was a very high profile CEO and who really organized the company and I brought the technical part and he brought the business part. So we have a business development director right now. She she has worked in the um, in the diagnostic company for 20 years actually. She has worked with Quest Diagnostics for 20 years. She has all, she has connections all over the place. So she is the biggest asset right now for science part. I have a fantastic network of oncologists and two of them are in our board Scientific Advisory Board, uh, and uh, we have a immunohistochemistry that is our technology. That person is there on board. He's an MD, PhD, excellent person. And then we have a statistician. So we have a team of people who are specialized in science part, and we have people uh, who are doing work with me very closely in the business side.
0: Yeah. And it's quite impressive. So obviously, that information is on the platform. Yes. Uh, so people can look at your deck and see your team. And it is very impressive, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Uh, very impressive. So, you know, you talked a little bit about uh, the exit and where you're at. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, when it comes to the testing and drugs and medical field, a lot of times the revenue doesn't happen even sometimes there's an exit prior to revenue occurring. So, talk about the next what you envision for the next one, two, three years, and uh, what you hope to accomplish there, and uh, what type of exit you feel you can
1: get from that. So, uh, Jerry, one of the thing in the in the cancer area is you know, this test is cheap. It's not a four thousand dollar which, and payers are waiting for this kind of test. Imagine a model where the payer has to pay for three cycles of therapy. That costs around $20,000. And the 40% patient does not respond. You You can do the math right here. But with a $150 test, what you are saying is this patient will respond or not respond. So payers have no problem. Oncologists love it. I have been working with oncologists all of my life, most part of my adult life. They love it, and it is a very easily transfer of technology from my company to any other diagnostic company. So what we are seeing is we, as a revenue model, they if they have a good sales force, you can they can ramp up. And market penetration of 50% of the market share has been shown recently in this area of technology to be achieved within five years, you know. So which is very impressive because adoption comes very quickly uh, once they know that this is this test is available, this is reimbursed, and this is working. And this is a day and night kind of essay, you know. Uh, so there is no ambiguity. Uh, so we think that we will, uh, the way I, I envision my exit is I will get an, a, a kind of term sheet from a, um, uh, from a diagnostic company. Month one month from now, six months from now, or a year from now. That's what I'm expecting, and that will have upfront payment, milestone payments, and some revenue stream in the future.
0: And, and what? So, what is your ask? What are, What is your ask? And then, what are
1: you planning on doing with those funds? So, the ask is I, Yes, thank you. Uh, ask is one million dollar right now. So, first and foremost, what I want to do is consolidate my patent. Uh, around we you want we want to basically renew our patent with a much scientific much more scientific data that we have generated in last four or five years, so that will increase the the length of my uh, my my patent basically you know duration of my patent is now right now around thir- uh, 2031 or something like that, so that we want to extend we want to have this company up and running with the burn rate increasing now because I am working with three consultants who are charging with $1000 an hour literally you know they are high profile high powered people and they are fantastic so that is going on there and i am doing a small scale study that will also go side by side because we believe that unless you generate data your product loses its value and vitality basically product produce more data it is more vital and i have space to increase laterally now You know, vertical increase is not there, but lateral increase, different tumor types, different patient population increase the value of the product. Sure. And one very important thing that I have missed so far this new class of drug has given us the fresh lease of life. If I have more money, I will start working on that. I have already started working on that, but that will be ramped up basically. Mm -hmm. So that future program will be also taken care of in this. This is a one year budget. But th- that's fantastic, and again,
0: Ajit, uh, your passion just clearly shows through, and that and that's an important thing for anyone that's looking at startups and founders. And you know, I have to commend you on that passion. Is there anything else you you can think of that we really haven't covered uh, that you'd like to share here to wrap it up?
1: Uh, no, Jenny. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, I will be more than happy to interact with any investor and discuss with them. Um, apart from Uh, being in a very formal setting, informal setting. And um, I'm I'm just doing only one thing, how to commercialize this. There is nothing else that is in my mind, you know. So um, that is all I would like to uh, cover here.
0: Well, we greatly, you know, I think I could say we greatly appreciate what you are doing. You know, anytime we're dealing, you know, everyone's been touched by cancer in one way or the other. Uh, So, you know, appreciate what you and your team are doing. And you know, wish you the best with that. And again, this information will all be available, you know, on the Startup Steroid platform as well as your deck and the other information for your company. So we encourage people to take a good look. And again, Ajit, thank
1: you for your time. Thank you very much, Jerry. It's really a pleasure. And Startup Steroids like platform, we really need them for one simple reason: we do not have much idea how to get into the finance and financial. Component of the world, basically, you know. So sure. guiding me through is a big deal for me. Thank sure. you so much. Okay. Thank you, Aji. Thank you.